Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby Aotearoa Round 4 uh, and um, Super Rugby AU Round 1 um, review. Um, brought to you by New Zealand Sports Radio. And boy, you know, twice the action. Do you think it's going to take us twice as long? Think it's going to be a two-hour show? I hope yeah. not. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but Cornflake is nodding in the background. Uh, so let me welcome my guests um, this evening. Uh, yes, I, we've got... Uh, Cornflake from the Deep South down there in Invercargill. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very, very well. Nice and toasty and warm down here. It's always sunny. <laughs> and where I've got the um, yellow cap for another, just by saying, perfect week of picks here. Four out of four this weekend. Ooh. Ten out of ten in total now. Eat that. That means that he didn't. Yeah, that means... But then that, he what? also means that he, he, picked, he picked against his, his, his heart. He picked against the heart. <laughs> what can hey, I say? It's about the. Uh, it's all about the money. It's, about, um, it's all about the money. <laughs> um, dum, <duriwa>. and, uh, <laughs> and obviously, and uh, as you can see, Arswin as well joining me from uh, Auckland. How are you doing, sir? Oh, doing well, doing well. Listening to the wind whistling around the house, which is awesome. I like see, a bit of good weather rolling around the house. The highlights of our life. <laughs> Yeah, it's as exciting so, as it gets. He comes on me. I've got the electric throw blanket. I'm good. Nano blanket for me. Um, good evening, Alex, and good evening to everyone else who is in the live chat. Let us know what you thought of the games from the weekend. I've got a funny feeling refereeing is going, or discipline is going to come up uh, in some of the conversations. Um, also, skills um, as well. We kicked off, um, and boys, I'm, I'm suggest we go through this in chronological order. Um, and we kick off first off. With Queensland Reds versus the New South Wales Waratahs, um, all the way back on uh, Friday night. I, first off, conflict isn't it great to have Friday night footy? And it's great to have Friday night football back, but um, it's a bit of a shame it's in Australia, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, wow, it's an exciting game. I, the Reds. I mean, I picked the Reds to win this one, and and it was pretty much against the run of what most other people were thinking about this one. But I was quite impressed with how the Reds played. Given the young squad they've got, the young team, 
and and how they play it. And it's it's that um, Brad Thorne sort of style rugby, isn't it? My way, highway, get lost, go home, or play with us. And the the Reds delivered, I think, pretty pretty well. And uh, it was good to see them actually show up. Yeah, no, they did. Um, uh, they they played a lot better than I thought they were going to do, going to um, uh, going to do. To be honest, but the bookies definitely agreed with you. Um, so oh. the bookies had the Reds as favourites, um, even though I went for the Waratahs. I thought the Reds, as you say, that those those the the, the, the highway, uh, my way of the highway thing, losing those three players, including Rodder, uh, who was lined up to be captain at one point, or people thought he was going to be captain. Uh, so clearly an influential player for them. Um, and yeah, some, but uh, but no, um, it wasn't to be. Um, you've got to wonder though, what have the Tars been doing for the past three months? Because seriously, it's not been paying any attention to rugby because they were all over the shop. 18 penalties in this game for the Waratahs. Not in total, that's just for the Waratahs. The Reds gave up nine, um, which is a fair chunk in, in um, anyway. But um, yeah, the Waratahs, just couldn't get themselves online, online, onside, um, and um, really were an absolute mess. Um, to be honest with you, uh, the Reds should have won this by more. Let's be let's be clear: five lost lineouts. Um, they were hardly perfect um, there. As Alex, uh, yeah, Aaron says in the live chat, AU was a very hard watch, um, and uh, Alex says the yeah, Aussie games were very disjointed. But it was round one. It was yes, you're true. It was round one. And we learned a couple of things about the laws um, in this one, because some th they made law changes, uh, but they didn't bother to tell us what the law changes kind of meant. Um, so part of that was, for example, um, you can't pass back into the 50 for a 50-22 kick, a bit like you can't pass back into your 22 for a kick out on the full. Um, but we that wasn't anywhere in the rules. So it was interesting hearing the referee talk about that all the time. You're like, Okay, does that mean something? Why is he saying that? Um, so there was that point, uh, and I don't remember them saying that twenty-two dropouts had been removed entirely. So if you touched it back in your own in goal from it, when it's kicked over, then it's a dropout from um, from your own goal line. A couple of interesting pieces there. Apparently, listening to Green and Gold Rugby, you can take that dropout from anywhere. It doesn't have to be under the posts on your goal line, but it has to go five meters. So you can't just tap it over. Uh -huh. So. Um, the yeah new um new laws add nothing to the game. I'm I don't know. Um, at least it was still rugby, right? Um, it didn't destroy. It didn't. It didn't change the game from being rugby, which I think a few of us thought it might end up being just basically being kickback, but it wasn't. Well, was I think we, we we I mean like we talked about not trying to make the show two hours, so we won't go down that rabbit <laughs> hole. But I'll use one. I'll use one example as that 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 you know that touchback um behind you know in the own dead ball area but you know old school back to the 22 having a drop out from the um goal line what does that add to the game nothing and in fact it only encourages kicking to the um in goal area to co cause the opposition to force within the in goal it's 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 not our game it's it doesn't add anything to rugby it, it comes from rugby league where it's got its merits and rugby it doesn't have its merits what it did though that was confusing for the waratahs is it gave James O'Connor something to aim towards because he was adamant he was going to hit one of them. And as soon as Tate McDermott hit that, uh, well, it was a 50-22, I think it was, he, he just shut off it. He was gone. He didn't try another one since. It's like that was his goal in the game. <laughs> the and then McDermott the hit it, and he's just like, what on earth? That, that was my thing. 
And he's just like, no, stuff you, so I'm done. But, I mean, he was really going for it. He was gunning that first hey, half. Hey, much like Scott's craft and sort of like, my goal today is to get a red card. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't be replaced as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the one thing that was reassuring for me, though, was that the um, Australian commentators are still absolutely bloody awful. Um so um a few a few key ones then. Um was it this game was it the 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 uh, actually it might have been the Brumbies the Brumbies game, but um going through the, the team list again, oh yes, Kellaway, he's in fine form. I'm like, what do you mean he's in fine form? You've not seen the guy play for three months. How do you know he's in Scott he's in fine form? Um the um and then also um towards the end of this game, someone going, is this the start of a new Reds dynasty? I'm like, seriously, <laughs> one game where the uh, opposition couldn't do it, could basically gave you 18 penalties, and you're suggesting suddenly from that it's new dynasty. Here we go, folks. Yeah, look, um, I just like this. I sort of think if you it is only one game, and then it's just like, um, I, I, I don't think we can you should use the excuse that it's the first game of the tournament either, because if we go back to Super Rugby in New Zealand with the restart, it's just like it's basically started almost bang on from the first game sort of thing. But um, just to go back to that, you know, Reds dynasty, it's just like, well, you know, you, you, if you're a Reds supporter, you got to, uh, you know, Shane over, over in uh, Oz, you got to have a bit of confidence because they were actually showing, to, starting to sign some good um, good signs pre-COVID. You know, the, the team was playing some good rugby before COVID came along. So I think if you, if you add that into the mix, then you can say, look, there's hope there for Reds rugby as opposed to Waratahs, which are going backwards. It had been seven years since they had beaten the Waratahs and like 11 meetings or something silly like that. So, I mean, it's a pretty big deal for the Reds to pick up that win. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think it was, it was, um, suggested where, 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 where on the, um, this is the dawn of a new, uh, of a new dynasty, I think was wishful thinking. But yeah. The dawning of the age Um, of Aquarius. The, uh, yes. The, let's see a little bit more evidence than that. Um, you are right, Alex. There are some some there, there, actually there are a lot of good quality young players um, or promising young players in Australia. Full stop. Right, uh, beaten the New Zealand um, high, um, schools team for the past couple of years, made it to the final of the um, the uh, Junior Rugby World Championships last year, where they lost to France. Yeah, look, there's a lot of young good players. The question is, can they bring them through and can they keep them? Um, but yeah, there is a lot of promise from a playing point of view. Administration-wise, let's not go there. Um, but from a playing point of view, there is. Austin, you look like you're about to make a comment. Oh no, yeah. I was, look, I was just going to say, um, it's it's something that you alluded to in one of our previous rugby shows. Uh, the Crusaders aside, that's what every side in Super Rugby struggles with is the fact is that yep, they look like oh yeah, they're making progress. Um, players are developing. They've got young youth coming through. But, you know, within two or three years, they've been picked off and they're off to Europe sort of thing. So, as I say, as you said and alluded to, a Crusaders aside, every team struggles with maintaining the talent that they're developing. And then, obviously, then having that continuity going forward so that you can build strength year on year. Um, So, yeah, so congratulations to the Reds. um, 32-26 winners in this one. Uh, A few less errors, and I think they'd have won it more convincingly. The Waratahs, seriously... Need to get the discipline in order, um, and that's actually learn where the offline off, offline sign is. The offside line is. Um, it was just yeah, um, 
just appalling. It's easy to sit here and bag the Waratahs, and what I'd love to sit here for two hours and bag the <laughs> Waratahs, it would be very enjoyable. They have got a, a couple of quality players, and Will Harrison is a guy I think they definitely is going to be a massive talent. Now, that was a pretty uninspiring backline that the Waratahs put out in, in their performance. They really didn't look like they were going to do much, but he looked composed, uh, he looked in control, and he looked very, very good. And I think Jack Maddox is a guy for your 10 and your 15, they're going to be two critical parts of that Waratahs team's going to do anything uh, this season. So, yeah, Will Harrison, definitely got to keep an eye on, I think, with the way that the Australian setup is at the moment. Uh, guys like him and Lolo Sia uh, at the Brumbies, that's the future of Australian rugby at 10, and those guys certainly have to play a lot of rugby and get that experience, and it looks promising for them so far, which is good. Yeah, absolutely, it's that it is. And the I mean, that back row of Wright, McWright and Wilson, um, three very young guys there at the Reds um, coming through, which is also good to see um, over there with um, and Will Harrison there. Look, he's playing with um, Jack Walton, or sorry, with with, with Walton outside him and um, being fed by Short. Again, two players not very experienced. It's very different to having Kurtley Beale outside him. Um, and um, oh, I've gone blank as to who the the injured Waratahs um, scrum half is, but Gordon? Um, um, yeah, probably Gordon. Jake Gordon. Jake Gordon. Yeah. Um, He's got a lot more experience than than, than Short has, so look, he's doing it with inexperienced guys around him as well. As you, uh, which was yeah. So I've been very impressed with Will Harrison um, so far this um, this season. It's you good that get, gives you... him freedom as well, which I think helps him because he doesn't have that pressure of currently Bill probably demanding the way he plays. He can probably go out there with a bit of freedom to play his own game and and maybe as a ten can direct it how he wants rather than having these experienced guys at 12 and 15 and, and all around him and other places telling him how to run his show. So it's kind of, I think, going to be good for him to grow in that sort of area. Yep, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Alex also says that, that um, yeah, Hooper doesn't exactly show the best discipline. <laughs> no, he, he, yeah, he can also upset referees as well. He doesn't have the best. Um, uh, he's, he's one of those ones, yeah, he can get on the wrong side of the refs. Um, actually, let's do that right now. TJ Piranara. Um, I, I was just going to put my hand up just to say that. I was sort of thinking, um, you know, you can see the difference that a captain or senior leader, senior players in the team, the difference that they can make. Because Piranara kept his um, lip button today. And I think that it just makes such a big difference to the team. You didn't. You don't think <laughs> you, you did? At one point, go, I'm, I'm just not listening to him. Oh, I missed that. I, I, I honestly watching the game. I mean, like, I didn't notice that I, I wasn't focused on the first half, but the second half I was sitting down and watching it. But um, I, I felt that he he seemed to be a lot more calm and collected than his, he, he just seems to like in those previous games. He's got so worked up, and you can see it in his face and his actions and everything. He seemed to be a lot more calmer today. So, I, but I missed that comment. Sorry. Uh, the referee also told him to go away at one point. But, ah, right. <laughs> but even they're just getting it in early because they know it was coming. So I was like, TJ, hey, game hasn't started. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and someone else had to go so, so mention the ref about the talk to Yeah, I'm, I'm just not listening to him. Um, <laughs> it was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he probably was quite calmer. Um, the anything else, or should we move on to the Highlanders versus the Crusaders? Oh, I've got a lot to say about that one, so I'll, I'll, I'll wait my turn on it. <laughs> All right, looks like we're moving up to the Islanders Crusaders. Do I have first stab, Austin? Yeah, look, I think one moment in the game summed up the whole game, really. Um, and yes, I did see the tip tackle, Steve. So you know, 
yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't missed by everybody. Um, but three of us. Yeah, yeah, three of us exactly. Um, no, but look, one moment in the game summed it up, and I think it was um, Naraki. I've said his name wrong, but you know who I mean. Um, and and he doesn't pass the ball early enough when you got two men unmarked on the outside. The crew, um, the Highlanders had to. We're always going to have to take every chance that they had, and the that sums it up in terms of is a golden opportunity. He stuffs up the pass by holding on to it too long. That would have taken them into the lead. And obviously, we know how moments like that in the game are game changers, and that would have put them into the lead by one point and possibly three if they got the conversion. And um, they basically, yeah, he said that that's that's the game in a nutshell in terms of. The Highlanders had to take all the opportunities that they had, and they didn't always do that. And then I also think in that last um, 20, they actually did run out of puff. There was nothing. You could see that there was nothing left in the tank, and, and you do wonder the, the game the previous week, how much that actually had an effect, because that was another big game. They've had, you know, you, you've basically come up against the two tournament leaders uh, in a row, and they've had to, um, you know, put a big one in. And the there's, you'd have to say the depth isn't necessarily there. You take a look at uh, Michaeli too, and um, who's you know who you're bringing him to replace him. Aaron Smith got pulled, and Kane Hamilton. There's no, I mean, you're trying to win the game. I'm sorry, there's just daylight between a, a Hamilton and an Aaron Smith. As good as Kane Hamilton is, he's no Aaron Smith, and they needed to have all their gun players out there, but they just ran out of puff in the end. I think yeah, on that that passing move, he, he had two choices, didn't he? He could either have stepped off his foot and come back inside. And I think the the, the 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 tackle would have missed him, or he could have passed it quickly. He didn't do either and got nailed. Um, oh yeah. look, it's a, you, you look at that actually. Um, you know, we're obviously jumping from game to game, but you look at that Jordy um, Barrett today in the in the fourth minute try, and it's just like he looks that the defense has rushed up and just fires it out to to Cobus out the old then you know out wide who's got no one on him. And as the commentator said, had a week to pick up the ball and run across the try line. So. Um, that's the sort of heads-up play in, that you need, especially when you're playing someone like the Crusaders. Yep. Um, we'll get on to Jordy Barrett because I think he um, had a particularly good game today. Uh, but um, the uh, conflict gone. I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll let, go. let that leash off. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> you can have the whole screen. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Where do you start? I mean, where do you start on this? Um there's, there's a million and ten things you could talk about. I mean, I agree with what Ashwin said, but Nuriki dropped, oh, missed that pass. That, that was a decisive part of the game. Um, and 100% you're right, but I don't think they ran out of puff. I think they ran out of desire. I think that, that passion just out of the sails went, went the whole wind. Aaron Smith completely lost his, his get up and go when they went to take that, um, whatever they took, the kick. I think after that, they all sort of ambled their way back. Just that, that excitement, that that drive disappeared out of the team at, at that point. So that was really the, the winning and the losing of that game right there. No question about it. But I've, I mean, talk about referees. We talk about more, I think, that the Crusaders. And the Crusaders are a team that love them or hate them. They have, in the space of two or three weeks, changed this game. And they've taken the laws and they have found a way to exploit them consistently. And they did it to a perfect show against the Highlanders, who I don't know completely over 60 minutes how they are even in that matchup. The fact that they can go into a ruck, tackle a guy, and have two players go past the tackle, block guys coming to clean out the ruck from their opposition, while it's their third man takes the guy out on the ground and in a split second get a penalty, 
They would sort of that yet, and that was that was so, massively game changing. I'm going to butt in there for a second. It's just like you know, everybody just basically said you're just a, a sad you know to a blues fans. You're just sad blues losers when we used to complain that we're getting the rough end of the stick from the referees. Now people are starting to get it. Like the Canes have been complaining last week. The Chiefs are now there. Mate, against the Crusaders, this is what happens. The Blues have been facing this for years, mate. This is what's been going on. Is that illegal, though? Is that illegal? It's not illegal. I'm not saying that that it was. It's pushing pushing the limits. It's absolutely pushing pushing the limits. Now, that's not what I'm I'm going about the referee about. I'm saying that that is the Crusaders evolving the game. They've spotted these rules. They've watched two, played two games, watched three rounds, and they've spotted a way that they can actually. Just get that that first guy to the breakdown a second before the cleaners can. And just that little hesitation that they have to make going to that breakdown of going, oh, you're in the way, is enough to bang, and they got that penalty. And, yep. I mean, yeah, it's not technically legal, and that's what you've got to give them credit for. That, I think, decided that game because that was so much position was turned over based on that little thing. It, it, incredibly frustrating as a, a fan of the other side. No question about it, but that – it's just incredibly smart that they have just figured that out in the space of three weeks of watching it, that they can manipulate the laws to that sort of way on their side. It's just, yeah, it's just madness. Absolute it's madness. Sort of, it, it, and the fact is that I think what it also gave them in the game is that they just a lot more composure out the back of the ruck, right? And the fact that they never looked rushed in anything that they were doing. Um, there was an element of... Um, Trying to pay the game at pace with the Highlanders that, that was evident, whereas the um, the Crusaders just seem to be playing it in slow motion yet still making meters. Mm. So, um, Aaron says, surely taking players out without the ball is illegal. Now, there's a difference yeah. between taking out a player and just standing somewhere that you just that, that annoying that you're just annoyingly in the way for yeah. a split second. Um, and so, yes, technically. Are they offside? Well, no, the ruck hasn't actually formed yet, so they're not offside. All right, there's or actually, actually, yes, they are because there's been a tackle, and so they're, yes, they're technically, they're technically they're offside because the tackle actually resets the offside line nowadays, not the forming mm-hmm. of a ruck. Um, so the so technically they are off offside, but look, you're not going to get called for that, um, and you're not going to get called for taking out a player when actually you just stood somewhere and someone bumped into you. That's not a mm-hmm. um, people bump into each other all the time. Um, Couple of interesting stats, though. Um, the Crusaders gave up 15 um, turnovers to only eight by the Highlanders, but the Highlanders had to make well. They attempted 220 tackles, Oof. and they met. They successfully made 178, which is twice as many, or nearly twice as many, than the Crusaders. And that's really why they ran out of steam in that last 20. Is because they just had to tackle. So much. Now, I loved watching that Highlanders defense. I thought it was, I thought it was working really, um, working really, really well because those. I think the for me, what you saw with that defense was, uh, we, and, you, and we actually spotted it some um, the night before. The Waratahs attacked the um, were attacking the the Reds. The scrum half goes for a wrap around. The pillar defense gets dragged out. In comes the inside ball. The guy collects it and runs through totally unopposed to go and score a try untouched that wouldn't happen with the highlanders because they're trusting each other inside and out to make that to make their tackles and to mark their man um and you didn't see um especially well during the first 60 odd minutes anyway you didn't see the highlanders the players um uh, sort of get pulled out to create spaces 
because they trusted each other. And that connectivity across that defensive line was fantastic. I really enjoyed watching that. It's a bit nerdy, I know, but um, what a nerd. Um, it was good to see that. And I thought that was very strong. That shows a level of cohesion amongst this um, amongst this side, which for with 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 a lot of new players, I think was um, was that is is is, is yeah commendable to the um, uh, to the uh, what do you call it coaches. Yeah, I think I think apart from the fact that I mean, like the score blew out, so it make the look like the game was easy. But now, nah, I think the Highlanders proved that they're definitely the third best team in the um, competition, and and so the top three are well ahead of our what we saw today. Oh, yeah, I, I said at the end of that match, no one's going to beat the Highlanders at Forsyth Bar this season. That's it. The Crusaders been there; they'll probably be the only team that could possibly do it again. I don't think the Blues will do it. Not at Forsyth Bar, um, and the Chiefs and the Hurricanes. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the Chiefs already <laughs> lost there, right? So it's just like just the Hurricanes left the play at uh, Forsyth no Bar. Yeah. This was, still, I mean, this, was, this was still a one-score game five minutes out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly 14 points in the last four minutes. Boom. Um, this was a 20-26 game, right, folks? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, still, it's still a Crusaders win, but um, but this was a losing bonus point performance by the Highlanders for me, um, even though they didn't quite get there. Uh, and it doesn't look like that from the from the end scorecard scoreboard. Two players I think we need to call out. One, um, Aaron Smith had a had a great game until he was taken off. Uh, I think that point you're saying, Arshin, about him having to go um, probably I don't I can't remember if you did the full eighty against um, the Blues, but yeah, two. he did the full eighty. I'm he pretty did. sure he did yep. the full eighty. Yeah, um, he but yeah, he was just off on his feet, so he had to. That, that's why they had to take him off. But the other guy, Frizzell, really did roll back the years. Now I mean, we're talking about a guy who's only like 23, 24, but um, he right. showed form. He showed form of like two years ago. Right. I wanted to break into Simply Red. Sorry? I wanted to break into Simply Red, rolling back <laughs> the years. <laughs> um, I thought Frizzell had, had had probably his best game uh in uh, yeah in since um twenty eighteen for me. Yeah, yeah no, 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 I can't no. argue. Yeah. Can't argue with no. that. No, look, as you said, Frizzell and uh Smith. I mean we it's Smith. God, we just lament the fact, geez, wish that was there in 2019, don't we? <laughs> it would have been a different ball. Honestly, totally different ball yeah. game. The, the games that he's played, whether it's um, all of the games he's played since um, Return of Super Rugby, have um, he's been outstanding, absolutely outstanding in the, all, all of the games that he's played. And uh, Frizzell um, on, on Saturday night was, yeah, immense. And, and you saw what earned him black jerseys, mm-hmm. which has been missing. Yeah, let, let's be honest about this, the style of game that's played now in Super Rugby Aotearoa. It suits Aaron Smith down to the ground. The fact that he can get there fast, he can bullet that ball out, he gets fairly clean ball generally because it has to be out there, it has to has be recycled. To be. This suits him just so well. If this goes internationally like that, this sort of style, he's going to be just killer because that just suits the way he plays. It doesn't matter if he has a good game, bad game, he's just effective like that in that sort of style but Frizzell he's been building towards this the last three uh, four weeks whatever three weeks before he has been building to this getting better and better and better each and every week and this game he just exploded and it's great too to see that he's doing against the Crusaders because it's easy to say oh he only did it against the Chiefs he only did it against the Chiefs um but <laughs> to do it against the Crusaders <laughs> it just shows just how next level he's become and if he can keep that up again I mean certainly uh there more, may be more black jerseys in it for him later on in the future so it's great yeah. to see and, and he's matching Makaeli too isn't it great to have a six and an eight that are just Look together. barnstorming it yep 
Work together, absolutely working together, yeah, 100%. I was just saying, look, go back to the Aussie game. We're jumping around games. And this is like, you know, what what the New Zealand rugby, Super Rugby competition is showing is the fact is that there's no need for new laws. It's no. the old laws being properly adjudicated is what was required. And be, see, we're seeing that in the New Zealand system. And it's like, that's all that's required. We don't need to have Mickey Mouse laws introduced to the game to, to make it a, a good spectacle to watch. We're seeing good spectacles with the laws that we have. Now, Can we give a bit of a shout out to Mitch Hunt as well? I thought he was really, really good at leading that team around. He probably didn't get the recognition, but I mean, he was up against probably an on-fire Richie Maonga and his best performance as well. And I think, I think he held his own pretty well. Tony, yep. agree? Yep, yep. Do you think that, uh, like, um, he, he got pulled at the end, didn't he? Um, and got replaced by Bryn Gatlin? Yeah, I th- I felt that they made the. I think they had to pull Collins off. They needed the points. They needed. They were six points behind. I thought Collins had to come off, and they needed to bring Greg Gatland and have him keep Mitch Hunt on the field. Um, they needed playmakers out there. They needed to create something, and as as sturdy as stable or um you know as Michael Collins is, the reason he left the Blues or you know ended up leaving the Blues is that he didn't get game time, and the reason he didn't get game time is that. He doesn't make mistakes, but at the end of the day, you still need to bring something to the game, you know, X factor of some level. Otherwise, you're just a player running around doing the basics. It, it's it's not enough, especially against someone like the Crusaders. You might get away with it with the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. This is harsh. This is harsh. Um, so, Jordan Clark makes a comment there. Notice how top three teams all have Crusaders connection. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, that's fair, fair comment, really. Fair comment. Um, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think Tony Brown makes a big difference with the Highlanders. I, I think there's been a change yeah. since Tony Brown's joined them. He joined them towards the back end of pre-COVID. He wasn't there at the beginning. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, and and, and his, it's his hand all over um, the, uh, you know, the imprint of the play post-COVID. Well, it's not quite post-COVID because COVID's still around, but you know what I mean. I thought he was getting hot in his nana blanket, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. I've got this shirt on for the game today. And, oh, you just, you just, yeah, dear. No, I'm actually, my nana blanket is keeping me nice and warm. Um, <laughs> the, what so, is going on? <laughs> so moving, in, moving on then. So after that, we had the Brumbies versus the um, Rebels. Um, now a game of two halves. I'm going to use. I'm going to, I'm going to wheel that one all that one out. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I got on Twitter um, and I had to give these two teams some coaching tips um, because clearly um, they, uh, they 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 needed. They really um, did need the help. And um, so here's the hint for the Melbourne Rebels: stop going for the ball at the ruck because they kept getting penalised for it. Um, and just wait for the Brumbies to knock it on, because they couldn't hold on to it. Um, <laughs> then you'll get a penalty at scrum time, and hey, presto, you get yourself down the pitch. <laughs> that was pretty much it, wasn't it? The the, the, the the Brumbies just couldn't hold on to it and kept knocking it on. Their scrum, amazingly, was, because was, <laughs> when they've got a, a Wallabies front row, um, was under all sorts of pressure. Um, but the Rebels at break just didn't know how to deal with the ruck, and were just blown off the park. Um, yeah, look, that, it was... It was a game of two halves, you're right. In the first half, I was trying not to look at my phone. I was trying to watch the game. And in the second half, I was trying not to nod off. 
<laughs> oh. I mean, honestly, it's just like it is a hard ask to watch that that, that game after watching the Highlanders Crusaders game because that's what happened, right? And um, yeah, look, it's, uh, that's why I sort of think you know we we talked about with the um, Waratahs Reds game, it's the first game of their rebooted season. Um, I did air quotes for the people listening um, on their podcast um, for their rebooted season. And, but I think it's, you know, it's professional error. There's no excuses now to actually not come into a game prepared and to play a game like it's not a preseason game. We, we actually see it in Super Rugby now. The last few seasons in Super Rugby, the teams don't have those early season games where they're knocking on and lots of mistakes and that. And, and I'm sorry, but this was just, it's like, they start, and that's why I was made it a hard watch in that first half, and you drift off, and um, just like simple, basic mistakes and the like, and poor, poor, um, poor uh, game plans and the like. Just yeah, I'm, yeah, that's all I can say. Sorry. Um. So um. Look, and again, look, another situation where they didn't get. And look, to, to, and I know Arch, Arch say, look, you've got to get, you've got to be on it from the from the off. Sixteen penalties for the Brumbies, twelve by the Rebels. Uh, again, getting used to the new um, focus around the ruck. Um, now, hopefully, we'll see those numbers come down over the next two weeks, like we've seen um, in Super Rugby Altara, is we had a lot of penalties, a lot of blowing early on. Now, this has been excessive, um, but um, again, it didn't cope with that. I, that Brumby scrum, I, admittedly, um, a bunch of those penalties were at scrum time because they were going backwards at a rate of knots. I mean, they lost two of their own, um, two, two out of five feet. scrums of their own feed. Yeah. Um, so the fact that the Rebels couldn't use that to um, to go on and win it really um, is is uh, is poor. Um, as as um, Aaron says, Brumby's pretty good at rolling more. Absolutely. That's where all the... Um, go on, Arshin, waving your finger. No, at, I was just going to say, yeah, look... Um... Um, yeah, waving the finger around again. People on, I'm waggling my finger, but um, no, no, no. But it's it was great that they finally actually like. So everybody knows that the Brumbies have an excellent rolling mall, right? It, whoever they play, they their rolling mall works very well against anybody. You know, even the defense, the guys that can defend a rolling mall, they are quite successful. One thing they did, they they actually looked to set the rolling mall, passed off to um, I can't remember was it the hooker who actually did the inside pass to the winger that actually um, had the inside run to the try line. So, you know, a variation there, utilising the fact that every the Rebels are expecting them to maul it, rolling maul happening, and they actually changed it up. So it's it's giving them an opportunity to, to run a few other different types of plays to keep it a bit of a mystery for them. It is. I mean, we, we still had, um, was it uh, at least Lowell McMorgan, so yeah, um, yeah, four out of their five tries came from um, line out. Well, line out mall and then a, then a deception piece or a line out mall drive it over. So yeah, so only one of their five tries um, came from open play. Right. Um, so look, they know. Yeah, as you say, um, they they practice it clearly um, <laughs> and um, and are very good at it. So um, the um, oh dear, Stephen Harris, the game was so bad. Um, Phil Kearns actually kept me from falling asleep. Um, the uh, yeah, Phil Kearns was awful. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've we've already talked about that. Um, 
the but they, I mean the rebels actually didn't didn't start playing till around about 54 minutes and then suddenly they started playing they started running the ball um and got themselves right back into the well, actually took the lead um no sorry got themselves oh, sorry got, got, got in one point, one point. Um, the um the so you've got to say that actually yeah they were um they, they, they suddenly just turned it on and started playing some decent rugby uh, and I don't know where really that came from and also I don't know where John's come from John I, Eight o'clock. It's eight thirty-four. <laughs> I is, hope he's only getting is... paid pro rata there, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you've, you've lost. Um, you've 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 lost. Uh, yeah, you've lost. Um, half, your pay. half the paycheck. Five percent of your of your pay. <laughs> I'm clearly on on beach time here. That's the problem. <laughs> Look, the, yeah, I, I sort of think going back to the as I said, the rebels. I felt like some of their early penalty shots at goal, they really needed to actually kick to the corner. Um, there was times when they were sort of starting to get a bit of a roll on. They get the penalty, and they'd kick to the corner, and it's just like, yeah, I'm not sure that was the right choice. Or as you said, they were having scrum dominance, so why not go for another scrum penalty? I mean, like we've talked about our, our fa everybody's favourite team, the Crusaders. If they get scrum dominance, what do they keep doing? They'll put a scrum down after a scrum on penalties, um, looking for a yellow card to come out of it before um, persistent infringement. So, you know, you, you, the Brum, the uh, sorry, the Rebels just didn't um, take advantage of their scrum dominance, did they? Like they should have. Look, if I'm no, going to sum this game up in like two things, I'll say the sum team that should be the team the team that should have won it by quite comfortably will be disappointed, yeah. and the team yeah. that shouldn't have done very well should be quite happy. Because the Rebels did a lot of things in that game that they really shouldn't have done. I mean, they scored a rolling mall try themselves. No one's against done that against the Brumbies um, for like at least a year. Um, they won scrum penalties against the Brumbies. No one really does that in Australia against the Brumbies. They did a lot of things that they probably shouldn't have been allowed to do. So the Brumbies should come out of that game going, we were pretty lucky to come away with this victory because the Rebels actually pushed them really hard. Once they woke up, once they got that confidence and we were like, we're actually getting a little bit of ascendancy here on the pack. We're actually getting a little bit on top of these, you know, immortal forward pack from the, the Brumbies. We're actually getting a little bit of go-forward ball. And that confidence breeds, um, you know, amazing things. And that's what they got from that. And the players just started evolving. They started getting better. And from that, tries keep coming, more confidence. And hello, you're in a game. And then they got scared. The line-out fell apart. And the rest is history. <laughs> I'm nodding so much with Steve. I'm worried my head's going to fall off. <laughs> it's very easy to agree with good looking Steve <laughs> took three minutes <laughs> now look that sums it up doesn't it you're going to be disappointed if you're the Rebels you're going to be going to work on Monday going that's that's a game we should have won well, I think the Brumbies will be going yeah. home and saying that's a game we should have won by a lot more they, they, they led by like 26 points to 6 or something like that they were they were creaming them Maybe the rebels and the chiefs should open a support group. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, but just on Jordan's comment there, you know, uh, although we've mocked the um, um, the uh, um, Super Rugby AU, I worked out that's the periodic table for gold. Um, and it's oh. like, yeah, so hey, hey, I worked that out uh, watching the chase. But anyway, and their colours, um, their colours are green and yellow, not green and gold. Yeah, <laughs> yellow. but anyway, so like, yeah, no, but uh, Dave Rennie's got actually out of that 
the four teams, then we've still got to watch Western Force play. There's still, you'd sort of say, there's enough talent to put a good Wallaby side together. <laughs> <Wouldn't you? laughs> oh, he's, he's laughing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's, there's a bit of talent around there, but I mean, you're putting a lot of talent together from a lot of different places and a lot of different systems and a lot of different styles. Um, they all play quite differently, don't they? I mean, the Brumbies, clearly, you know, they play with that pack. They If they do something special in the back, so like it was good to see that first try come from a backline player, but I mean, it wasn't very backline expansive, was it? Uh, so they play like that. And then, you know, the Rebels are going to try to do something different. Who knows what the Force are going to do? God, that's going to be exciting to see next weekend. But, um, yeah, we'll see what they do. I mean, uh, Reese Hodge is kind of reminding me of Geordie Barrett about how he influenced that game as well. The thumping punts, I think, is going to be a thing that comes in quite on because he took quite good um, use of, of that new rule from the 22 to 50 kick. So that, that changed the game quite a bit. And I think if you want to be critical of these rules, it's good. But I do think that their 50-22 or the 22-50 kind of kick does have that ability to quickly change the game from a team that's on under pressure and then bang, you've got an attacking line out in your opponent's 22. You go from under the pump to on the attack in you know, the space of about six seconds. So, yeah, some of the rules are a bit dinky and dumb, but some of them, I think, have a little dinky. bit of a potential if, if you want to, but it's still it's kind of forcing the issue a little bit, isn't it? I still think. Do, do you know why they want to do that rule? <clears throat> Sorry NRL. to interrupt, Paul. So go on, John. I said the reason why they want to bring in that rule is they want to try and create more space on the outside because what's happening is a lot of the outside wings are coming in. So what you're seeing is a selection of a very high speed wing, uh, which comes from outside to in. And then they're trusting him. If the ball gets floated over him, that he can turn and chase quick enough. Now, if you got that kick that you talking about, the one from what's that game called that, uh, it's make believe rugby. What's it called? Um, from league. Um, League, that's it. Um, <laughs> if you bring that kick in, that uh, open side uh, wing defender has got to fall back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to drop back to try and prevent that from happening. You've got to have basically clearly, two or three fullbacks in place to cover the yeah, kicks clearly, coming back. That's clearly the theory. We'll, we'll, we'll see whether that actually eventuates. I mean, the first game on Friday night, they really didn't get it right. Um, they, yeah, they, they, they kept on forgetting which part of the pitch they were in when they were trying to do those kicks, and it just didn't. They did, didn't pull it off. Saturday, though, as you say, Reese Hodge, um, with that extra length that, he's, that he gets, they did manage to. Um, they did manage to 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 to, to kick it, um, kick it further, and we, we did see it a lot more um, come into come into effect. Alex asks, "Are force players able to play for the Wallabies?" Yes, they are, um, but they uh, generally um, all the Wallabies players have moved to Super Rugby. Um, there are a couple now who have come back and going to play for the force this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Ren, if um, Rennie does pick anybody from the force. Um, so uh, just, so yeah. just the force must just win this competition, please. <laughs> I just would love that so much. Yes. It would be so nice cool. to see. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid they were playing in global rapid rugby, which was against minor 10 cup players. Um, and they weren't massively dominating it. So they're, they're, they just don't have the cattle. Hey, hey, come on now. Andrew Calloway, the form player of the Waratahs, played for Counties, who lost to Southland last season. Now, you want to talk about form players. He doesn't fit that bill. So there's always that small hope 
that the Western Force could do something special about uh, if Callaway can be a form player he, in Super Rugby. If, there you go. He's continuing his rich vein of form. But losing to South. So yeah, so it, look, it, it's uh, I, I can't. I, can they upset the? Can, can they beat the Waratahs? Yes. Will they beat the Brumbies? Uh, no. No. Um, look, the 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 Waratahs couldn't organise a choir in a convent, and the the Queensland Reds are they forever with some internecine strife within this person angry with that person who doesn't like that other person on the board who, with the local club. They're constantly bickering among themselves. The problem is the Brumbies. And, the, and that's because they are a well-run organization and they have been for a long, long time. So, yeah, well, that's apart, the, from, apart from when there was the, the, the federal fraud investigation as to how they sold, how they sold their, um, uh, their training ground to the university and they rented it back for nine, nine years. But apart from, yeah, apart from that federal fraud investigation, they've been pretty good run. Um, but so well, I'm not sure well, how, could, that one, how that one finished. You could you could argue that uh, the mafia is a well run organization, but it's uh, another time. Yes, true. Uh, anyway, so that's um, so yeah, the Brumbies uh, thirty one twenty three, uh, and all signs are that the Brumbies will win um, Super Rugby Gold, uh, as Ashwin has renamed it for us. Um, so we're looking. So so good luck to them. Then we roll on to today. Um, yeah, not sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Chiefs with my, with, 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 with my Chiefs jersey on. What happened today? They were they were all over the place. Um, the that was a hard game to get into. I'll be honest. I missed the first fifteen um, when we had, um, but I've, I've seen um, Wicks. You uh, didn't miss my You really <laughs> didn't miss. Right. <clears throat> um, positives from this. Um, well, look. Uh, Jordy Barrett is really in form, and as you say, Ashwin, getting players away quickly and releasing them, uh, he, he had a decent game today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like he he sort of like was that calming influence on the that seemed to be missing um, in the Hurricanes back backline. So um, and yeah, he everything that he was doing was coming off for them really well. Um, and then just you know just the icing on the cake, although it was you know. At the end of the first half, was that what's you know they're calling it? It's we would have been 61, 62 meters if you actually worked out the um, got your protractor out and worked out the actual angle and everything. That that would have been a 61, 62 meter kick at goal for three points mm. that he got just before half time. I mean, I know the Chiefs are whinging about the fact that it's supposed to be ten meters back. If he'd kicked it from ten meters back, he still would have got it. He would have got it. I think that also probably shows you the headspace that the Chiefs are in, right? Um, listening to a yeah. podcast today yeah. on my driving is that is that um, look one of the things players need to be able to do and coaches also is you make a mistake, <laughs> bottle it, move on, do the next thing. Move on. Last week, yep. we saw there was net the 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 Chiefs had a problem at the breakdown, start arguing with the referee, and when when they should be doing because because it's a line out, quick line out, try. Um, they think they're not stop, something goes wrong. Get rid of it. Mm. Move on to the next thing and do it right. Move they're on. not doing that mm. at the moment. They're, they're, I think mentally, the Chiefs are in the wrong place. In the, fact, the, the, yeah. Look, I mean, what Alex mm. is in the um, the old uh, chat room in YouTube, and the Chiefs are the new Blues. And then you know, being a Blues fan, you can you can see it. You see it across the Chiefs game. Yeah. Is it's exactly what the Blues were doing prior to this year? Is the fact is that they get into positions where, by all rights, 
they should score an easy try and they make some stupid little error and they had that um, a couple of times today, uh, particularly after Scrafton was um, sent off for the second time. Mm. It's just dumb, you know, making think... dumb decision making and poor poor decision making um, on the field. And and I suppose it's actually worse than for the Blues because you've got a player like Aaron Cruden at ten and Damian McKenzie at fifteen. That, that's that's a lot of experience in your team to help you get the decision right. And bear, again, the axis we talk about the axis, right? And it's like, yeah, Brad Weber in the nine as well. I mean, obviously, mm. Triple T came on afterwards. But um, it's, you know, you, 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 the Blues have always struggled in that sort of area because they haven't had that experience in the key positions. But that's, there's no excuses for the Chiefs for, in that regard. But this was, this so was another Chiefs, game. The Chiefs um, have got a... Go on, Job. So I was, was going to say that the Chiefs, Chiefs have got an issue... Uh, through the, the axis of the pack. So they've got an issue through hooker, lock, and and number eight. So their number eight is very impactful size-wise, but I'm not sure on the foundational positioning of his feet to make the ball available for the scrum off at the back of the scrum. Those fine little nuances, I don't know if he's on top of them, in, under the pressure, uh, under real serious pressure. Um, I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm just saying compared to some of the other number eights. And uh, you could see in the try that was created by Artie Sevilla, which they did very cleverly, by the way, they didn't run Sevilla off the back of the scrum early on. They did it late in the game, bang, and they turned it into across the advantage line and a try. And it was like a surprise move. But you could see how quickly Artie Sevilla got outside of him when it comes to acceleration. So they've got that issue. But I do think, though, that some credit needs to be given today to the Hurricanes' defense because I thought their defense won that game. And they were outstanding on defense. Corey Jane is obviously doing something right as their defense coach. And what the, especially for the first, I don't know, 50, 55 minutes, what the Chiefs were doing is they were very much depending on the number the uh, the second channel so that they would pass the ball to the first forward and he would he would quickly offload or a quick short pass to another forward outside of him and they had stacked that channel they'd obviously done some research and some game tape and they were just drilling that ball carrier to out as it was flipped to him he had often had two tacklers on him driving him back and uh, where the Chiefs started making further inroads is when they stopped trying to do that. But by then it was you know, 25 minutes left of the game. And they started trying to make yards immediately around the ruck, including Weber trying to break. And then they, because there's always space somewhere in a rugby field. But they didn't, you know, it was kind of poor that they didn't identify that, the, that their main area of planned area of attack was being cut to full time. The... And you talk about the defence, so 90% tackling from the Hurricanes. Um, they forced the Chiefs to give up 18 turnovers. That's right, yep. one at 18. Um, yep. They really, yeah, they really had a good a good game. Um, you, have in say, area. you have to say, you have to say, Karifi gets away with a bit, is getting away with it. He's still coming in on the side when he's joining rucks and um, so for pulfering the ball or jackling the ball. It's like I saw a classic one today. This is like he's come directly in from the side. 
um, do, doing a sideways shuffle basically into mm. the ruck situation. And this is like, that's that's classically what they're trying to pull up on. And this is like, he got away with it a couple of times today. But more, more key to it is the fact is that I think that the, the um, Hurricanes also made, I've knocked them for their team selection um, in the prior games. And the fact that they keep picking what Vi Fafita in um, the second row when they've got someone like Scott Scrafton that's not even making it into the team. And they saw the difference when he's on the field um, that Scott Scrafton actually makes. Um, they lost, after he was sent off for the second time, they, they lost the next two lineouts because in, off their own throw. Um, Scott Scrafton is a major piece in the Hurricanes forward mm-hmm. pack, and they need to select second row players that can give him grunt mm-hmm. to go forward as well or and back up the defensive efforts. Now, you, you raise an interesting point there, Ashwin, because I've noticed in the commentary how when, when All Blacks are playing, it's certainly high-profile All Blacks are playing, then there's a huge amount made of when they do something right and very little made about when they do something wrong. So the first two um, pieces of action that uh, Geordie Barrett had is he called, he just, he really fluffed two up-and-unders that he was supposed to take on defense. Nothing said about it. Everything else that he did well in the game, whoa, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Now, the point being here, he's, he's back after months, and two mistakes in his first two like attempts at touching the ball, it's very understandable. But uh, Dan Coles, the thing that concerned me about Coles is that uh, he's a leader, he's experienced, He's throwing in at the lineup. They've just lost their number one lock and he overthrows his target. So it was vitally, that could have cost them the game because they could have, you know, if the Chiefs had finished, they could have won there. And the thing that concerned me is that he, he didn't set up properly for number two. He didn't secure a ball. He didn't take the, you know, the, the, the low attacking option, but the high, the low high risk. risk option. Yeah, he took, he took completely the wrong option twice. Um, and then afterwards, oh, he's the man of the match, and I'm thinking to myself, come on, man, really? <clears throat> and, I, and, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize he was man of the match. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there was a bit of chat in the old chat rooms uh, on Twitter and the like um, about the two yellow cards for Scrafton. Both of them were correct. There, there was he's uh, so the first one was um, for those who may may not have seen it or um, are in doubt of whether he should have received any yellow cards. So let's go through them. The first one was he's jumped through the line-out. Now, that is a penalty. So he's jumped through the line-out. You're not allowed to jump through the line-out. You can jump to your line in the line-out, but not across it. So he's jumped across the line made, And then he goes and... Yeah, let and me he finish made contact. Yeah, and he makes contact with the halfback. That's the, so he's made two offences. He's yeah. first of all done the offside yeah. play, and then he's taken the halfback out. Now... That, in a sense, is not the worst crime in the world, but it's off the back of a warning that the next penalty is a yellow card. Therefore, he gets the mm. yellow card. The second yellow card is, is daylight. It's easy. It's an easy decision to make. He's he's inside the 10 by a long way, and he's tackled the player coming through that would have scored the try. So the two yellow cards were correct, and therefore, because it was the second yellow card, he got the red and became the first player in Super Rugby, Aotearoa, to get a red card. And he wasn't replaced because it was the, wasn't replaced. At the end of the game. Um, if only we'd gone to extra time. Now, um, to be fair, Kane, Kane did get did, did get lucky. It was a shoulder 
Uh, it was late. Um, yeah, there was not much right right with that tackle at all. On TJ. it should have been a yellow, and that should have been a yellow as well. Um, but it, yep. so yeah, he got he he uh, yeah he got away with uh, got away with one there. Um, but yeah, but I totally agree. Sorry, Alex, we, we're going to disagree here. Um, Scrafton's yeah, both Scrafton's yellow cards were yellow cards. Um, but uh, yeah, they weren't the most. As, yep. as, yeah. They weren't dangerous. They weren't malicious. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't, they weren't the, the worst yellow well, cards, the worst penalties in the world. But the, 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 what he did, when he did them, how he did them, were correctly yellow cards. Oh, the, the first um, one was very minor offence, a penalisable offence, but it's off the back of the team warning. They'd yep. quite clearly mm. been told the next penalty is a yellow card, and unfortunately, mm. it was a very soft penalty, but it was a penalty. Mm. Now, this game really came down to probably about three minutes <laughs> at the end of that first half, in all honesty. Um, up until then, as much as the teams... Um, Sorry, Aaron's comment about not being able to send Ben an AB's captain. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I, can, I, can I just say that card, that decision, I thought was very much based on reputation, that he didn't get a yellow. And uh, yeah, because he's not known as that kind of player. And on the one angle, in his defense, I did think, I wonder if he was trying to actually get around Paranaira to chase the ball. And so he pulled his, his, he pulled his right arm in and tried to get around him like this. And then he took him with the shoulder to try and get out of tackling and try to get around him. But still, I think that was very much a reputational decision, right? Good yeah, reputation with the refs does come, does count for something. You're being very kind there, John, but no, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> was just talking too much. Mm. He just he just wanted to shut him up. Just, yep. <laughs> flat him just, just, just give him a nudge. Shut you know? up, DJ. Get out of here. I mean, what, what I found really funny too about those yellow cards, uh, just before we, we wrap up on them, uh, was the face on the referee when he when he looked at his assistant referee and goes, "That was five, eh? That, that was five, wasn't it? Oh, that was five. That's a red. Oh, I was so happy." It's like if it was seven or eight, he would have just been like, oh, you're like, but he's like, five. Hey, the, only, the only thing that was missing from that was an Angus Cardinal, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got a good dosage of him, didn't we, in the weekend as well. Uh, it, it looked a bit sadistic. I thought he was stoked. He's like, yes, I'm in history. First man to send a red card in Super Rugby Aotearoa. My name is forever there. Yeah, Scotty, sorry. <laughs> See you later. Well, sorry, sorry, stop press, folks. Um, Thank you very much to Utamo on uh, on on YouTube, who has given us a super sticker for first off for three dollars, and then for, and then another one for five dollars. So oh, thanks, thanks, mate. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank um, you, Utamo. Thank you. The um, beers on Paul. <laughs> we're getting one glass and three four straws. <laughs> I only get a half. We'll glass take it. We will take it. To thirty. Yeah, he was only half here. Half so, yeah, glass yeah. for coming in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be late next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, in, I mean, in that three minutes before half time, look, Cole's intercepts. Because uh, up until it's like three ten, it's still pretty close. Um, in the uh, in the second half, the Chiefs actually outscore. Um, the, um, uh, the the um, the 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 canes, but can't close them down enough. It's really uh, Cole's interception, and then that Geordie long long range um, um, long range uh, um, thing, yeah. and it's just and it's gone. Yeah. Similar yeah. Um, to um, one of the other games where 
again, uh, yeah, similar to the, the Highlanders Crusaders. Suddenly, that's a real close game until the last four minutes, uh, and then it's gone. Uh, it, these these games are being decided on some pretty close, or, 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 or basically teams switching off uh, and uh, losing it for a couple of minutes, and then it's um, and yeah, you got to say that that's that's a uh, that's that, that that's a real problem for you. It's, it's the team that concentrates to the full eighty that is winning these games mm-hmm. in um, Super Rugby Aotearoa. That does, uh, um, and yeah, you, you, you can you can you can laugh and shake your heads at that. But um, the um, so but um, my pronunciation. By the way, right. Paul. Um, yep. That in that that interception was another example of of uh, trying to work the ball to attack in the second channel, and. Coles went straight for that channel, and that's why he got the intercept. So that when they went to that blind side and they and they went to that second channel, he was charging out of defence straight to defend that channel, and that's why he got it. Yeah, it's all kicking off. It's all kicking off. Goodness gracious <laughs> me! Look, oh, well, well, Paul composed himself. I'll add something here. <laughs> <laughs> about about the way this game went off the bench. I mean, the bench was a massive factor on this for both teams. I thought for the Chiefs, let, let's be positive for the Chiefs for, for just maybe 30 seconds, shall we? Um, the bench, Tauriarangi, re- really good off the bench. I thought he had a great impact. He had a lot more spark. Uh, well, Brad Weber probably hasn't offered them this season, unfortunately. And Solomon Alomalo, get him on a full 80. Goodness me, that guy is just something else. He just has that ability to beat defenders, to beat tackles. He's got the pace, he's got the power, and he can mm. change a game single-handedly. He doesn't need none of this McKenzie sideways running, who was slightly better, but um, he just can make something happen out of nothing, and he goes forward. So he goes forward, first touch of the ball. He made about a good 18 metres. The Chiefs built on that. They were going forward. The Kansas defense was going backwards. It couldn't reset quick enough to come forward again very quickly afterwards. And they kept on that. And for about two or three phases, they had that um, well, continual effect of his run. So he's massive. He's got to start every single game for me from now on. And, and even Brad Weber, as much as I love Brad Weber, he's probably under threat from a bit more spark from Tahirirangi and, and that impact off the bench. So mm. same goes for the, the Hurricanes on the other side of the thing. I thought their bench uh, was pretty impactful on the other side, but they were already kind of in control throughout the rest of that matchup. So need more from that. Um, and what I've found really weird for the Chiefs and disappointing, didn't see Sean Wainui till about the 60th minute as a guy they probably do rely on to give them some good mm. form momentum. And a huge, huge, huge shame for the injury to Arkoi. I mean, that stopped the game for a long time. But I think he's been their best player in the Chiefs jumper this season. Come from nowhere... Uh, in an area they're getting absolutely smashed in, in, in that second row. Sure, the line-out hasn't been fixed by it, but around the field, he's impactful. He's a strong carrier. He does a decent enough job at the set-piece, as good as he could possibly do with the team that he's playing for. But I just think he's a, he's a real future talent, and it's a shame. It's a real shame he's gone down injured. It, it, it really didn't look good because that was a long, long time to get him off. So uh, a real shame for him. Mm. So, dude, with Alamalo, do you think um, with ALB, we don't know whether he'll be back next week. This is a, a concussion, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, so, um, do, do you think, you know, do you put him in at centre? Ah, uh, no. No. You put him on the wing, stick with him no, on the wing? No, just on the wing. No, yep. just put him on the wing. He's, he's a winger. Just put him on the wing. No, he is a winger, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, you're just going to break him. I mean, just give him the ball anyway. If he wants to come in and do some work off the wing, then then that's fine. He yeah, can do right. That. But yep. uh, just yep. the ability, he can beat players one-on-one. And if you give him that opportunity one-on-one, 
uh, against, you know, like a Wes Houston or something like mm. he had the opportunities uh, tonight, then he can make that happen and he can break those tackles. So that's what you need him to do. In midfield, it's a, it's a bit congested. I, don't, I think they'll lose something by that and he probably doesn't know what to do. Uh, leave leave yeah. him to what he knows. Mm. Um, and if, if you have to, yeah, leave, leave tomorrow Manu in there. Uh, yeah, he's a decent enough player, although the midfield was pretty invisible. Mm. I, so just to the Akoi incident, what happened there? Because I left the room for uh, a couple of minutes and I came back and there was a big hold up in the game. They didn't show a thing. Just go to the toilet first. That's what you must do. <laughs> yeah, yeah unfortunately. Your commitment. You know, go to the you, toilet you before the game. These things happen. You have no timing. What happened? What happened? Yeah. No, nobody knows. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't yeah. show anything. They, they, they didn't show anything. Off. It took about three hours. There was never one camera on him the whole time. Um, and there was a report from the sideline saying that he was uh, okay, but no mention of what the injury was or how bad it was, but he was okay and here. He took a head knock. That's right. Because um, I mentioned, yeah, he's lucid and he's talking. Um, so, yes, no, he uh, took a head knock. A fairly serious okay. head knock. Um, yeah, um, Can I just ask so, a way, a, before, before I uh, go, gentlemen, and I just asked in your discussion of the previous <laughs> game, did you speak up? Wait, no, no, no. It's it's nine gone nine. Easy, Texas. Um, I just wanted to know if you spoke about two players that really stood out for me in that previous game, which was the uh, I think it's is it Scott Thomas, the seven for the Crusaders. No, Tom Christie. Who Tom plays? Christie. Yes. I was close. I was close. Scott Thomas, Tom Christie. Yeah. It was close. Around the wrong um, way. I th- yeah. I thought it was I thought he was really good. And Shannon Frizzell. Oh, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. You can't come in late and then regurgitate the stuff that we've already been over. We, we've talked about how Frizzell was out of this I've world. Just, look, the fact that you've agreed with me just shows that you're right. <laughs> hey, wait, I, I one, one more thing. Uh huh. One more thing yep. before we wrap up. This is this is a question for for all of you, but for for Ashman specifically as a cricket man, do we need a rule in rugby where you have to be inside the field of damn play before you take a kick and put it back in the field of play? Absolutely, this I don't is think the you most should be able to jump change. from outside to inside oh, and catch the ball. Jumped up in the air, so I'm in virtual space, so I'm not out anymore. What sort of stupidity is this? When you Your know, last they, I don't. Yeah, exactly. You, like, okay, so if you can jump from the inside the field of play and jump out and maintain your Air Jordanness and whack the ball in, play on, you know, fair play. But not jumping while you're mm. in the air already out—that's just crazy. Mm. Absolutely stupid. Right. They need Crazy's to review that well. urgently. So the the um the the uh the world rugby needs to to look at that ASAP. They need to come back with a new ruling that is immediate and change it to what the old rule was, which is that you could fe- jump from the inside the field of play, but you can't be outside and jump up, which is just, as I say, ludicrous. Whatever your foot last touched is where you are. So if you jump from outside, you're outside. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in cricket, isn't it? That's the way it is. Yeah, if you're, you jump from you inside be, yes. the boundary, yep. you are yep. inside the boundary until that's you why, touch outside. That's that's why sometimes you'll see in cricket where they're gonna they've caught the ball, they're gonna run over the boundary line, so they'll throw it as high as they can. They'll run over the boundary line, then they'll run back again into the field of play, but they'll make sure their feel, feet touch the ground. So you can't go from outside of the field of play, jump in the air, 
catch the ball, but your feet haven't touched the ground, then you're still out. Wow. So you have to have had your feet touch the ground in the field of Paul, play. Paul, I think um, I think the situation bothers Ashwin and Steve. Oh, hugely! <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended. Look, how far I does it go? Do you just stand like over the hoardings and jump what? when you catch it? Quickly throw it back in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Absolutely, stand on the other side of those um, bus shelters that they have. <laughs> Jump up and do a line out, you know, super a gridiron throw back to the midfield, and it's like it's crazy. Sit in the second tier of the of the stadium. Oh, yeah, jump up <laughs> exactly in the west. Stand stand with the west. Yeah, sit with the west end massive. Yes, I was I was thinking maybe you could give them, you know, like their own little discussion show about just the, the sheer rage on rugby and in infilit- rage. Oh gosh. Meanwhile, we're on it, we, we need to go back to the old rule where if it touches anything outside the field of play, it can't be a quick thrower, not you oh, know, not God. just a pl- player. I'm losing the will to live. <laughs> it's draining away from me. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's okay, you're old and you're yeah. allowed to go now. <laughs> if, yeah. I will neither confirm nor deny that I'm old. I choose not to yet. <laughs> Just to just ignore that as if my <laughs> hearing aid wasn't working. Um, <laughs> or, if oh, I was an All Black Selectors, I would have had a very big smile after this weekend because the one area where they, if they were to play the Springboks at some stage, the one area where they were looking to be man for man, really behind the box, was on the blind side of the, of the scrum with the box having the world uh, rugby player of the year, and rightfully so. And what we saw from Frizzell is just what you want to see from an all-black uh, uh, blindside flanker. So that was good news for the all-black. And also competition from um, the um, – unfortunately, he's injured now, but um, – Not Frizzell. Um, no, the um, Crusader, number six. Oh, oh Grace. Um, yep, Calum Grace, yep. Yep. So yeah, there's this yeah, so a bit of depth there as well, which is good to see. Really different players though, like mm. massively different player. Cullen Grace is, is a linker, mm. is a worker, mm. you know, old school yeah. sort of player. Whereas Frizzell is just a, a monster. He's a bully, and he's, he's got old school. Aaron's Aaron's idea that the crowd can throw the ball back in. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> kind of, yeah. a, bit, a bit like you know when you're at school, you have fight, 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 Please, and you sort of push the person back in. Aaron, yeah, this is like it's interesting because it's like um, no, it's Aaron, like stop it. They get them going again. <laughs> uh, you get them started. Look at them. They're starting to snort. And, we, uh, come on. Yes, there we go. They start, their nostrils are flaring. and just a, No, now they're just itchy. Come on, Aaron. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, it was, yeah. uh, it was nice to see you for half of the show. Um, <laughs> hope you have a good week. You too, Joe. Thank you. Um, Cheers, gentlemen. We'll have a good week as long as the Blues tip up the Crusaders, right? Oh, <laughs> oh come on. That's week come on. Any, this uh, Super Rugby, uh, sadly, uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa has become everybody playing for second place. Just like you probably find Australia's one is, is going to be about who comes second behind the Brumbies. Because as much as it grates my teeth to say the Crusaders just look a different class, and I'm 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 going to tell you that I don't think it's because I've got a different class that 
player. I really don't. I just think that is an incredibly well-run organization, coaching staff, game plan. I just think that all together they play, and as a result, the whole becomes so much greater than the sum of the parts. Hats off to them. As much as it's worried. irritating, it's really good. You shouldn't be worried about the, Crus- about the Crusaders, Ashwin. You should be worried about coming down the Forsyth Bar. That, oh, don't worry about it, mate. Bring it on. Bring that's it on. Your that's your that's Enjoy right. the depths with the Chiefs, all right? Enjoy the depths. <laughs> Enjoy third. There's a highland coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one, boys. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Um, because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that, that, that Stephen Ashwin aren't finished yet. So, um, <laughs> oh, the, um... no, I, don't, I don't know. What is it? Actually, I think we'd, we'd run dry anyway, haven't we, Steve? I mean, I could go on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> What's the podcast limit? Ten? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, ten hours, and then, 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 then it shuts down, I think. Well, <laughs> it's not charity. 24-hour charity rugby stream. Um, yes. That's what you do. Get us book of records. <laughs> I'm not giving all my stickers away to charity. Look, that's the first time I get some cash through, and you want to give it all away. Give me a break. Deary me. We'll start now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Yes, we probably have. Well, you done. could be a charity, Paul. That's all right. The, um, I am a charity, case. You're quite right. The, um, um, where was I going? I did have another point and another question I was going to bring up, but you guys anyway, talking about stuff, stuff I what it was now. Um, Didn't you have it written down in your notes? No. Look, I, I only had sparse notes for this one, whereas oh. I'm not the games, which were a bit more in detail. Dropping so, yeah. the ball there. It's a knock on. We have to put a scrum yeah. down, five out. Yeah, I'm just like the Brumbies. I can't hold on to the ball. Um, <laughs> the um... <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, so the yeah um oh yeah any tackling was another big thing yeah we talked talk about tackling didn't we um turnovers blah 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 yeah it's all been we've covered that all off um right then uh so folks just so you know what we're doing here on New Zealand Sports Radio we start off with at seven a.m. every single morning we have the uh, the, um, the the morning sports briefing um then we uh, we have and then the uh, this show is I guess the most chatty and the most uh, banterish. On a Sunday evening, when I guess we're sort of at the end of the weekend, we've kind of run out of, um, uh, we've kind of, yeah, we're getting a bit, bit stir crazy. Um, but if you want to preview the shows, um, 8 p.m. on a Friday evening, we'll do that. Uh, tomorrow night on um, a Monday evening, we'll have the uh, super, the, the driving mall show. Um, the, um, yes, um, <laughs> yes, I can afford to now pay my power bill and have heating. It's brilliant. <laughs> can you just become a sponsor of our radio station? <laughs> I need a job as well. <laughs> the, um, um, uh, oh, we've got lots of shows on and stuff. I'm, I, yes, but it's, it's all it's thank you very I'll much. Help but, out. Go on, I'll help you out. So in the mornings, sports briefing, 7 o'clock. Be there, find out all about your sports news that you need to do. Monday night, this is like rugby, hash rugby chat on the drive with Driving Mall. We've got Tuesday, if we can get some contestants. We've got Do You Know Your Sport. Wednesday night, we've got Standoff with the league. And Thursday, we've got one of the best shows on the interweb that's swinging from the hip. That's all your cricket information that you need to know. Background on Friday for a preview of what's coming up rugby-wise. How's that? Yep, 
that's it. Um, and um, the Aaron says, the alcoholic show. You know what? It'd be funny if I actually had any today. I haven't though. I've been on hot lemons and honey. Um, I, think he, I think he was referring to swinging from the herb. <laughs> oh, <that's it. laughs> I was going to say, yeah, this is probably my first day without a beer or a gin and tonic in about, uh, uh, well, this year. Um, so, um, hey, dearie me. Um, KFC for the boys. No, Jordan. No, 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 no. We don't. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not shelling out for those boys. They, they can keep, keep, keep them hungry, keep them keen. Um, the, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear thank you thank you um you um so yeah so do, do um subscribe to the facebook page youtube um or the or like or follow the on twitter also you can listen to us as a podcast um just um <laughs> um just uh uh look search for new zealand sports radio on your favorite podcast with itunes iheart radio spotify or acast um thank you everybody um thank you in particular you tomo uh, and um have a great um, week, everybody. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.